Time for a teardown or time to keep pushing? There are very big questions, regardless of which option you want the Wild to go with. So we'll lay out the options and what is at stake either way on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we will discuss the options currently facing the Minnesota Wild. Do you continue to push for the postseason, or do you just take a bit of a step back for a season? We'll talk about what you could get from either approach as we move through the rest of January. My name is Seth Topal, Daily Minnesota Wild Insider, member uh, of the credentialed uh, wing of the Wild Media Group. And we're kind of piggybacking off of a big theme from last night's postcast after one of the the more gross games of the season for the Minnesota Wilds, losing to Dallas, just mostly lifeless. I, I tweeted out a couple of hours ago the following. So let's say, because reports suggest that Kirill Kaprizov is skating on his own, Michael Russo tweeting that out earlier today. Kaprizov skating on his own, continuing to look through progressions for Jonas Brodeen, for Philip Gustafson, for... um. Jared Spurgeon as well. You're just continuing to try to get those guys back so that you can get yourself to full health, which is something that the Wild have not been. I don't know if they've even had a game this season in which they've been at quote-unquote full strength. Um, Injuries up and down, beginning to end so far here this season. But let me pose you this hypothetical. So at the end of January... January 27th, that's the final game of the month for the Minnesota Wild. They will play the Anaheim Ducks. That will be game number 49 of the season. And so that means that you are a little over halfway through the regular season. You get the all-star break at that point, and uh, you then will resume the second half of your schedule second half, uh, against Chicago on Wednesday, February 7th. So you are given uh, really essentially two full weeks off to uh, get yourself some rest, some R&R outside of the arena. But at that point, it is full go, full push, if you are going to try to make it into the postseason. And 
assuming that the Wild are able to get to fully healthy by February 7th. Let's just use that for argument's sake, for the sake of building this topic and discussing it. Let's say you get to fully healthy and you just are ready to go guns blazing out of the all-star break to uh, to get yourself back into this thing. Are you going to be able to go on a run from February to the end of the season? Uh, you will have, at that point, uh, 33 games left in the year. Are you going to be able to make up the ground that you need to in those 33 games to be able to get yourself back into the playoff conversation? Let's look at the schedule for the Minnesota Wild here between now and the All-Star break. They play the Dallas Stars tomorrow night. They host a very tricky Philadelphia team, one that has not been playing as good lately as they did early on in the season, but it's still a very tough opponent that the Wild had a lot of trouble with earlier in the season. You've got the Arizona Coyotes who are in the thick of a playoff push. You've got the New York Islanders that are a playoff team. You have the Florida road trip which includes the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Florida Panthers, the Carolina Hurricanes, a nice three-game swing. Then you come back home and you host the Washington Capitals, who have, I think, exceeded expectations so far this year, to say the least. You have the Nashville Predators, who are in the top wildcard spot in the Central Division or in the uh, Western Conference right now. And you finish with an Anaheim Ducks team that has certainly surprised many uh, so far this season, although they also have kind of come back down to earth um, a little bit here over the uh, last few weeks. So of those games, the most winnable on the schedule for the Minnesota Wild include the Anaheim Ducks, the Washington Capitals. I'll throw Nashville in there, too, because the Wilds were able to beat them the last time they played Nashville. So three games there. And. I feel like you absolutely have to win two out of three against Philadelphia, Arizona, and New York, but you're still going to be shorthanded for those games. It's very likely that even if you start to get some guys back, you could be looking at in those final 10 games of the month, a stretch in which you go something like four and six, and you could have some overtime losses in there. Let's just say for argument's sake, that the Wild do go four and six in that stretch. You find a way to win those final three games of the month, and you find a way to win one of the games against Philadelphia, Arizona, and New York. Being probably a little pessimistic in that regard, but can you blame me after what we saw against the Dallas Stars last night? So you go four and six. And at that point in the season, the Minnesota Wilds would have an overall record of somewhere around 21, 24, and 4. Again, depending on the overtime losses, the big picture is that you would be 21 and 28 with 33 games to play in the season. And if you just use that um, metric as you've got 21 wins, and you have four overtime losses, that's 46 points. And so even if, even if the teams that you're chasing lose every game between now and then, 
you will be just one point ahead of the Nashville Predators in the postseason picture. You will still be five points behind the Dallas Stars. You'll still be nine points behind the Colorado Avalanche. You'll be 10 points behind the Winnipeg Jets. And so, look, I'm not refuting the fact that it is a wild team that has plenty of talent when healthy. But you can only rely on when healthy in seasons in which you have been healthy. And that has not been something that the Wild have had at their disposal basically the entirety of the season. And so who's to say you get Kirill Kaprizov back, but as we saw against the Dallas Stars, uh, thankfully Boldy was really didn't look like he was phased by it, but that hit in which Sam Steele sent Boldy into the boards there. Uh, he hit him kind of behind the knee and uh, and sent him into the boards. What happens if you lose Matt Boldy on that play? You get Kirill Kaprizov back and all of a sudden Brock Faber gets hurt. Knock on wood so that that doesn't actually happen. But you, you understand my point is you get to the point where you can finally say, oh, we're healthy. We got everybody back and now we can finally make our push. But so often you get so close to that mark and then something else happens. Somebody else gets hurt and then all of a sudden it's, well, now we got to weather this injury. Now we got to weather this injury. Folks, the point here is that if you, even at best case scenario, get fully healthy and ready to go after the All Star break, it is still a gigantic hill for the Wilds to climb to uh, try to get themselves back into the postseason conversation. And so, we continue to just push collectively, not Locked on Wild in particular, not the Locked on Wild audience in particular. We continue to push this huge conundrum this season further and further down the road because you basically have two options at this point. You've got two ways that this can go, the fork in the road. You either continue to push and fight until the absolute last breath that you have, or you take this as an opportunity to understand that you're dealing with some incredibly unlucky injury woes, and you use it as an opportunity to just get kind of a an opportunity for a mild reset a an unscheduled reset and i'll explain more about that coming up but that's basically the two options that you have now i think i know what the the option that is going to be picked is but i still want to talk through the other one as well so we're not going to go with what i think will ultimately be the way that this plays out which is just to just fight and push until the final day until the Minnesota Wild are mathematically eliminated from postseason contention. Let's talk about option B. A soft reset. We'll talk about what exactly that means as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. 
Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL regular season is in the rearview mirror, but the NFL postseason is just about to get rolling, and there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. FanDuel is incredibly easy to use with a wide range of different ways to bet, such as live same-game parlays. If you're somebody who loves to bet the second period under or the over or under for an entirety of a game, you can bet them live while the action is going on. You can also find your favorite bets in the Explore tab and put together an unbeatable parlay in the Parlay Hub. There are many more options even above that that make FanDuel stand out as one of the best sites for sports betting. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For your next listen, Locked on Wild listeners, we will take a look at uh, we'll take a look at some things throughout the organization for you coming up tomorrow. Because yes, the Wild do play the Dallas Stars, but if you want uh, if you want to get a big sense as to what needs to happen for the Wild to win the second game, well, a lot that uh, did not happen in the first game. We're obviously keeping an eye on Jesper Volstead's status too as it's rumored that he could potentially start for tomorrow night's game. So we'll keep an eye on Jesper watch as well. What about Jesper watch? That's, I think that's what we'll go with. We're, we're officially on Jesper watch here on lockdown wild to see if he does get the start tomorrow night against the uh, Dallas stars. So we'll have more on that coming up for you tomorrow. But first I want to talk about option B because we know that, the edict for this team is to be in the playoffs. And we talked about that at length in last night's Locked and Wild postcast, like almost spent basically a full hour talking about it. But I think there would be merits to a soft reset. And it's not even as soft as you may think because reset, tank, all of those phrases imply that the roster is going to be stripped off for parts. Uh, Players are going to be jettisoned off the roster. You're going to go completely with the youth movement. You're going to go the route of the Chicago Blackhawks, the Anaheim Ducks, the San Jose Sharks. And that's just not feasible. That's not something that either Craig Leopold or Bill Guerin view as even on the table at this point for this Minnesota Wild team. but something that we see quite often with teams that suffer injuries throughout the season. And we saw a good example of it already this year is the propensity to rush players back before they are fully ready. You know, you, you look at the, you get the timetable for a particular injury and let's say it's two to three weeks. You're circling to the two-week mark and are saying, okay, this is when we need to, 
and you're kind of you're kind of trying to do the math in your head as to okay, can we afford to lose X amount of games with this player uh, on the shelf and coming back? And it brings me back to how Kirill Kaprizov started the season, just not looking like himself. And his situation obviously was not necessarily being rushed back, but you look at what happened at the end of last season um, being brought back to try to help the wild in the postseason, and Jewel Erickson getting himself to the possibility to even be on the ice after breaking his leg against the Pittsburgh Penguins. These are the types of things that teams that are in the postseason picture do quite often is can we get you to a point where you can play and then whatever is ailing you, you can deal with in the off season. So number one, a soft reboot for the wilds that lasts this season and this season only would simply allow for those injuries that are currently being dealt with by this team to fully heal. You have players on injured reserve and long-term injured reserve that have to be there for a minimum amount of time, but there is no cap as to how long they're there. You do have to get them back on the roster before they would be able to play again. And you could do, you could certainly do so before the season ended to where you're not having to deal with potential cap penalties of long-term injured reserve that would carry over to next season. So there are ways to deal with that, and you've been through enough Iowa call-ups as it is to where you can take a couple of more, a couple more of them to uh, fill spots on the roster. But it just ensures that you get players back fully healthy and ready to go for the next season. Jared Spurgeon, the Day after he came off of injured reserve, he was right back on it because he re-aggravated the injury that he has been dealing with. Is that from pushing him back too quickly to try to help get this team back into the playoff conversation? And again, you're not going to trade any of the guys with no movement clauses. You're not going to trade any of the players on the roster other than the ones that are potentially free agents at the end of this season. But I'll tell you what is valuable is currently having the seventh overall pick in the NHL draft, being one of those lottery teams and being able to add that type of impact player to this core. Because what have we seen so far this season from the youngsters on this roster? from Brock Faber, from Marco Rossi, is those guys have upside that can be built around. Those are players that you can work into, not your your core of right now for sure, but your core of a year or two down the road as well. Like Those guys play into both sides of that coin. And if you can add, especially if this continues, if you can add somebody who has top five upside to this prospect system with Jesper Volstead, with Liam Ugrin, with Danila Yurov, with Murat Houston dinoff with 
Servak, Petrovsky, you name it, uh, with all the players that are currently in this mix. And I talked about this in the postcast as well. The higher up the line those players are, the more likely they are to be able to help almost immediately. Maybe a year, but if you get really high up that list, those guys are usually able to give you an impact almost immediately um, with the talent that they have. And being able to, especially on the defensive side for the Minnesota Wild, being able to inject one of those types of prospects into the mix almost immediately would be very valuable. Now, I would probably, if you get up that high, go the route of skill on the offense. But you still could make a case to go grab a defenseman as well. You've got options. And so it's it wouldn't be a situation in which you are turning this into a multi-year tank. A multi-year, we have to step all the way back. Because you do that, Kirill Kaprizov's going to leave. Um, you're going to have many other veterans that want out. And you are truly going to go bottom of the barrel. If you want to go the route of the San Jose Sharks or the Chicago Blackhawks, that's not on the table. But simply acknowledging that you are facing a abnormally high level of injuries that are preventing you from getting back into this postseason picture and just saying, look, it's just not our year. It's just not in the cards is something that may benefit this team to do. And then you retool, you get everybody healthy, and you go right back to work come next season. And you say, yeah, we uh, we liked some of the things we saw after the coaching change. It's just hard to really, it's hard to really gain momentum when you've got guys coming in and out of the lineup on an everyday basis. So that's the argument for a soft reset. And I, I think reset is the the operative word to use as opposed to a soft rebuild. A soft reset where you just take the rest of this year to let everybody heal up, to get a sense of who you have that can be part of the mix next year and spots that you need to fill in the lineup. And then you go at it full bore once, uh, once we get to next season. But I think the likely outcome as we have talked about quite a bit, is that this team is just going to continue to push. And so we'll uh, we'll talk about just the amount of ground that has to be made up for this team as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by Game Time. Put being more spontaneous on your 2024 New Year's resolution list. Because game time can help when you get those let's go to a game cravings to see the Timberwolves play, to see the uh, PWHL in Minnesota play at the XL Energy Center. Game time can help you turn a fun day into a completely stress free opportunity because game time gives you views of your seat and what you will see from your vantage point in every single arena. They also offer last-minute deals on the best seats in the house. 
And most importantly of all, too, they don't hit you with those fees at the end when you're checking out to where your total all of a sudden doubles uh, based on what you saw when you were purchasing the tickets or when you were picking the tickets. Game time lays their fees out right in front of you so you know exactly what you'll pay before you put in your card information. Take the stress out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. One final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. If you have not already, make sure that you vote for Locked on Wild in the Sports Podcast Awards for Best Hockey Podcast of 2024. Voting link is in the description for this episode, so make sure to check that out and cast your vote if you have not already. I believe it is one vote per email address. So if you feel like voting multiple times, just create multiple email addresses. But that uh, that is in the description for today's episode, how you can vote. So Lockdown Wild can take home a little hardware here to start 2024. So we talk about the soft resets, but it is likely that this team will just continue to push up until the point in which they are mathematically eliminated from postseason contention, which could be any range of time in the month of April, depending on how things play out. Uh, so looking at what the Wild have, as mentioned, final 10 games of this month, you've got key games against Arizona, key game against Nashville at the end of the month. Those are the two really big ones for the Minnesota Wilds here in the month of, of January. Obviously, tomorrow night's game against the Dallas Stars is a big one as well. But, like, again, you look at the point totals, and it just seems less and less likely that the Wild have any shot of catching those top three teams in the Central Division. So it is, it is wild card or bust at this point for the Minnesota Wild. And as we mentioned... Here are the teams that you are trying to catch. The Calgary Flames, who are one point ahead of the Wilds, but the Wilds have one game in hand. Calgary still somehow one point ahead, despite the fact that they've lost two games in a row, but they're six and four in their last 10. The Arizona Coyotes are two points ahead, and the uh, they have one game in hand on the Minnesota Wilds. And so the Wilds can even that up pretty easily if they simply beat them on Saturday at the XL Energy Center. The Arizona Coyotes are six and four in their last 10. They've lost three in a row and still somehow are ahead of the Wild. The big four, these are the big ones. The Seattle Kraken, who have won six in a row. They are now three points ahead of the Wilds. Dead heat in terms of games played. Now, the Wild will play Seattle on February 24th in Seattle. And then the Wild will finish the regular season hosting Seattle at 6 p.m. on April 18th. So you have two head-to-head matchups against the Seattle Kraken down the stretch to try to leapfrog them and uh, get yourself 
a little further up the ladder. But not only that, then you have to leapfrog the St. Louis Blues. The St. Louis Blues have a game in hand on the Minnesota Wilds and are three points ahead of them in the standings. They've won two in a row, seven and three in their last time. The Minnesota Wild will play the St. Louis Blues in the remainder of the schedule on Saturday, March 2nd at St. Louis. They will play them Saturday, March 16th at St. Louis. Then they will host them on Saturday, March 23rd at 2 p.m. at XL Energy Center. So you have three cracks at the St. Louis Blues down the stretch to try to leapfrog them. Then you get to the teams that are actually in wild card positions at this point. The Edmonton Oilers, who have just played 36 games. So they have three games in hand on the Minnesota Wild and are three points ahead. Edmonton is 7-3 and three in their last 10. They've won seven games in a row. The Minnesota Wild gets, if I looked correctly, they get one more shot at the Edmonton Oilers, and that will be on February 23rd. They get one final shot at the uh, Edmonton Oilers, Friday, February 23rd. So your chances of directly impacting getting back into the, uh, getting above them in the playoff picture are basically gone. And then the team that is handling business in the number one wildcard spot, the Nashville Predators, who have played 40 games. They have seven points on the Minnesota Wild. So the Wild have one in hand. The Predators are 5-4-1 and one in their last 10. The Minnesota Wilds play Nashville a handful of times here down the stretch. They play them on January 25th at home. They then play them February 29th at Nashville. And then they play them Sunday, March 10th at home to close things out. So you get three tries to draw closer to the Nashville Predators between now and the end of the season. But here's the other part of this is you do have opportunities against those teams that are directly in front of you which makes what we continue to see even more infuriating for this team as the games continue to go. If you are going to get back into the playoff conversation, you can't have the just effort bombs like you had against the Dallas Stars to where you just have nothing, you just look lifeless, and uh, it leads to just a hugely frustrating game that was very winnable. Every team in the NHL deals with injuries. It cannot be something that completely unravels your season. If you're going to get into the postseason conversation, you have to just start winning with what you have. If not, then you're going to get to option B, much quicker than you had anticipated. And uh, for a team, this is the thing too. For a team whose ultimate goal is to reach the playoffs, that puts way more pressure on you in the seasons in which you don't. When if we had taken the proper route for this year and next year, 
in just saying, look, it's going to be incredibly hard for this team to be able to get into the playoff picture. And so we're going to just take a two-year window to evaluate, to develop, to show Kirill what we have in the system and what we have coming up, and that he gets the opportunity to play around guys like Brock Faber, Marco Rossi, um, Jesper, show him that there are pieces there that could be appealing to play with in his next extension. And don't worry, we're going to get to that in a future episode too, because I I have seen the uh, the comment thoughts in uh, regards to Kirill Kaprizov staying or leaving. So we'll get to that. But had you taken these two years and said it's going to be pretty unlikely that we are able to consistently be a postseason team. And so let's just kind of see what we have at this point. Then this year would have been a success because Brock Faber and Marco Rossi have shown tremendous developments. And so you can head into the offseason with some questions, but also with some optimism that the development plan is working instead of what we're probably going to get which is this team missing out on the postseason and going into the offseason with questions and coming off of a season in which is there is no other way to label it as anything other than a disappointment. So those are really your two paths forward. I know what I'd like, but I know what we're going to get. And so uh, we will continue to just navigate through it here as part of Locked on Wild. That'll do it for today's episode. Again, we appreciate you taking the time to make Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day and joining us in the comment section on every single video as well. If you have not already, make sure you subscribe and join in on the fun. And also make sure to uh, follow along on your favorite audio platforms uh, to uh, join in on uh, the daily content as well. Locked on Wild has you covered either audio or video, so make sure that you uh, join in. And if you are so inclined, make sure to leave us a review on either uh, Spotify or Apple. Five-star if you please, and uh, that helps us uh, get our reach expanded as well. You can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.